Hey guys, we've got a very special guest for you today. You may have seen her all over your Facebook and Instagram news feed. She's a rising star in the world of digital marketing. Um, she's actually speaking at Social Media Marketing World here very soon. Her name is Allie Bloyd. Allie, thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me. We're going to have her share with us and you some of her greatest growth hacks in just a few moments. I'm Bobby Hicks, and you're watching Disruptors. So I'm on a mission. Social media privacy bot. I'm going to find entrepreneurs that I who are disrupting their industries. I'm looking for game changers. What does it really take to succeed? Welcome to Disruptors. Well, Allie, I'm so glad to have you here today. Allie, this is a big year for you. It has been a big year, absolutely. I'm seeing you all over social media right now. I'm seeing you with Molly Pittman, Ezra Firestone. You know, you're speaking at a couple conferences this year. Can you tell us, like, what's going on in your life right now? Um, really, a lot of those things, honestly. So I run an agency that is my core business. Uh, I work with local marketing clients, and I also have courses, and I'm launching a group training program uh, that will actually help local businesses or local marketers uh, set up all of their digital assets and really get their online marketing off the ground in a fairly short period of time. So working on those things takes a lot of time, uh, but luckily I've been able to really have some great opportunities come my way this year and uh, just trying to do a good job for the trainings and um, make sure people get some awesome content they can actually use. Yeah, that's great. What are you doing with the Molly Pittman and Ezra Firestone. So they are hosting a brand new online marketing summit called Smart Traffic Live. So essentially it'll be some of the top marketers in different areas and they're just gonna be you know, sharing their strategies. So essentially it's like a marketing conference but it's strictly online. So you're actually able to get it to more people because people don't have to travel, they don't have to pay for lodging. Um, so just sell tickets to that and that I'm gonna be one of the featured speakers which is gonna be really awesome. So just trying to help them get the word out, and then obviously do a great job um, training their viewers and their That's attendees. Awesome. What's your topic going to be? Local business marketing, of okay, course. Okay, awesome. Um, so I'm you know, still trying to figure out exactly what I want to speak on, but of course, Facebook and Instagram ads for local business is really so much of what we do. Um, content marketing is a big part of what we do as well. So a lot of different ways you can go. There's a lot of kind of subtopics within that, but just trying to keep it fresh and really actionable for people. I like to make sure to teach people something that they can go ahead and put into practice right away. Um, and that is uh, less about theory and more about action steps. Right, that's awesome. Now, Allie, the reason why I wanted you on the show today is because I feel like you have a lot of insights in regards to small businesses. Can you tell us what solutions and platforms are necessary for small business um, to be using this day and time? Yeah, I mean, social media as a whole, and it's gonna be a little bit different for every business, um, but I have to say you should at least be looking at Facebook and Instagram considering they're two of the largest marketing platforms in the world right now. Um, I also think that places like YouTube are fairly unexplored for a lot of small business owners and they hold huge opportunity. Um, of course, really focusing on local search for Google is something that we try and focus on in an agency and also encourage people to look at as well. So um, marketing is a huge part of growing a smaller or local business. And if you're not focusing on that, then you're not going to see the growth you want to see. Um, 
second to that, you need to focus on your sales and business strategies on the back end because for most local businesses, the marketing is only half the battle. Uh, you can bring leads in or you can bring in foot traffic, but someone has to sell those people on the back end. So if those systems are not set up correctly, um, you're ultimately gonna be wasting money on marketing because you know a lead doesn't automatically equal revenue. You have to do something to get it to that level. Right, that's exactly right. That's, uh, that's a lot of great information. Um, and I think, I think that's a problem that I see too with a lot of local, like a local, a lot of local business is that they don't know what to do with the leads, and they expect every lead to be piping hot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you got to create that desire. You got to show, you know, at any given time, I think three percent of people are ready to buy a product, right? So you you have a lot of businesses that are just order takers. Yeah. And you know, I used to work with a, a furniture uh, store, and they're a great, great company, and you know, I love them to death. But like, you know, they very poor salespeople. And you know they just they'd come in and you know at three percent three percent of those people that come in you know they're buying furniture regardless mm -hmm. right like if I'm gonna go to McDonald's after this and get something to eat like you don't need to convince me that I need to eat there like I'm going to buy something regardless exactly but you're leaving a lot of money on the table because I think seven to nine percent are in consideration mm -hmm. you know in the consideration phase and so like they need you to kind of help them you know help them move from consideration into closing absolutely <laughs> into uh, a conversion. Um, now I know that you are like a Facebook ads expert. In fact, you have a really comprehensive Facebook marketing course for small businesses, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that and um, what you think of the Facebook as a platform compared to others? So Facebook's an incredible platform because it doesn't just encompass Facebook, it also includes Instagram as well. And those are the two top places that people are spending time if they are on social media, which a huge percentage of the population is currently on social media on a regular basis. Um, I love utilizing both of these platforms in a way that most local businesses haven't considered before. So just because you're running ads doesn't mean those ads are gonna work for you. You actually have to have a strategy, you have to have good ads, and all of the setup needs to be done correctly. Um, it also spans far beyond just the ad itself. The messenger bot or the landing page that you're sending them to needs to be set up the right way. Uh, the copy and the creative need to be really on point with your brand, and you also need to understand how each of those ad types ties into the overall goals that you've set. So they are really, really uh, important in business growth, but um, you know most people just aren't taking advantage of them in the way that they should be. So essentially, that's the reason that I started to put my course together. Uh, so I developed that early last year, and essentially, I wanted to make sure that businesses of all size had an option for them. So for my agency, there's you know a certain revenue level you typically have to be at before you can hire us. Essentially, you're not gonna be able to, um, you have to be able to pay an agency and then you also have to be able to pay for your ad spend. Some businesses might have the money for ad spend, but they don't have the additional money to hire an agency to do it monthly. So this is a great way for them to take the information and allow them to try and implement it themselves. So it could be the business owner or it could be someone they have on staff to go through these trainings, put it together, and really trying to um, you know, see if this can work for them long, time, long term, which essentially it should if you have the right strategy. This is definitely um, not the best fit for everyone though. Uh, you have to have that self-starting attitude in order to go through a course like this and actually complete it. So it's very large, it's about 60 videos, and it goes through 
a lot of the different marketing channels and steps that you need to take outside of Facebook and Instagram ads. So really everything we kind of do as a whole, which includes um, content marketing, other types of traditional advertising, as well as you know setting up your marketing budget, understanding the KPIs, really making sure that all of the lingo is something that you understand and you know what someone's referencing when they say these things. So it's a great course, but again, it takes a lot of personal initiative to go through it and then implement it. So you have to be a certain type of person in order to do that. And sometimes people will purchase the course and they love it, but they realize they simply don't have time to do all this. They maybe didn't realize how much really went into a good marketing system and strategy. And I've even had those same people come back to hire us for the agency. Um, essentially what I'm kind of working on now is in between both of those things. So you've got one side, people who they want to just learn how to do it themselves, and obviously that's at a lower cost. And then you have another side of people who don't really want to do anything at all, they just want to pay to have it done. And then there's kind of this in-between place where people need to save that extra money um, for hiring an agency, like they want to be able to spend that money on ad spend, but they are not sure that they can get all the setup done themselves or get it done the right way, or maybe they just don't have that accountability and initiative to actually implement it. So this program that I'm coming up with essentially will let me walk with these different business owners through all of the setup, through all of the strategy, make sure it gets developed correctly. Um, a portion of it is some done for you work, but most of it is done with you. And then we give you a plan to manage that long-term. So essentially my goal is to just try and have an option for every size and type of business depending on their individual needs. Yeah, it's like group coaching, mm -hmm. right? That's what it is essentially. Yeah, I don't it's, like to use the word coaching, I'll be yeah. honest, um, okay. because I don't feel like it's so much more than that, in yeah. my opinion. It, it's an action-based um, implementation system. So yeah. a lot of coaching is uh, theory and just watching trainings and not necessarily holding people accountable mm -hmm. for putting this into action. Um, but this is just gonna be a really structured online marketing creation system. Yeah. So I don't really know the best word um, to use, but it definitely is kind of a hybrid of yeah. a done for you and done with you model. I like to. I always like to use gym analogies to describe things, and it's funny because I never go to the gym. I haven't ever <laughs> been to a gym. I have, but not really. Um, I don't work out. But uh, you know, it's like you could, you could try to go work out on your own and try to figure out how to do the machines mm -hmm. and try to lift the weights and maybe you know what you're doing and. You may not see any gains. I've never seen any gains. That's why I don't keep up with it. Yeah. If you're not winning, you're not going to keep up with it. Yeah. I go to the gym. I'm like, man, this isn't working. And uh, you know, I think a lot of times, too, is people expect results too quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm going to the gym. Oh, man, I've been there for three days. Like, oh, I'm so fat. Like, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? And they expect you to kind of like wave a magic wand and mm -hmm. just make it work, right? Which is not going to happen. Yeah. I think the universe rewards consistency. And like, if you're able to like stay consistent with it, you will get results, but you know that's the analogy. It's like, okay, well, if you can do, you know, if you're motivated, you want to do it yourself. Look, invest in Ali's course. Um, the next step would like, look, you want to hire a personal trainer, you know, a full-time personal trainer that mm -hmm. gets all of your attention, and you know they're going to be keep you accountable. Like that's your, you know, your agency. And then I kind of look like in the middle, kind of like this group action-based fitness class. <laughs> fitness class. Yeah. You know that you can do. It's kind of like you know you have 10, 15 people that mm -hmm. you know. Are, all part of this group that you're walking them through the process. In fact, I did that one time. I actually lost like 30 pounds uh, 
wasn't CrossFit, but it was like he didn't want to pay the, you know, CrossFit, it's like, mm -hmm. a, you have to license that name. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't want to pay that, so it was like, he called it something else. But I lost like 30 pounds in like two months doing that. But he would like text me, he's like, don't be eating that donut, Bobby, you know? So, you know, and that's kind of where I see, if you had to make the analogy, mm -hmm. I just ruined this whole this whole episode, but if you had to make the analogy, no, it's that's analogy. almost how it is. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, I, I actually kind of have used a similar analogy when talking to people about this. I consider this like, uh, high intensity training. So mm -hmm. it is a two month program and we're gonna get a lot done in that two month period, but you have to be dedicated to doing it. And you know, essentially because a program is shorter doesn't mean necessarily you can expect to pay a lot less. Uh, in fact, the benefit of it being shorter in a lot of ways makes it worth more because we're actually forcing you to go ahead and get this done mm -hmm. in a shorter period of time so that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna be stuck in this limbo of you know not knowing if things are done right, knowing you're missing things but not knowing how to get started, and really just kind of like, I have no idea how all these pieces fit together. So essentially, this is uh, that high intensity workout where it's a shorter period of time, but you're getting all of the benefit of a longer program. And really, it's up to you to just go ahead and keep that going. Right. You know, I look at like, you know, when you look at business, like there's different parts of your business that con continuously need optimization, right? And I look at like for us, okay, leads and sales, right? I have to generate the leads. Can I, have, I can have a salesperson here. If I'm not generating leads for him, he's not gonna be able to close any mm -hmm. leads, right? And like, they're not gonna cold call people yeah. or cold, you know, like they don't wanna do that. They want the leads to come in. So you gotta figure out like, okay, how can I get leads, right? But like you said, leads don't just magically, magically convert into, you know, numbers in your bank account. Like you gotta be able to convert those leads, mm -hmm. okay? And then you gotta figure out like, damn, now I, now I gotta fulfill, <laughs> I sold this, I gotta fulfill. I feel like a lot of people get a bottleneck. Like you see a lot of businesses, like it's feast and famine for them because it's like, okay, man, okay, I did this project, okay, now like the product's over, I got paid, now I gotta like figure out how to generate more leads, generate more sales, okay, now I'm doing work, and like, man, now I'm gonna go two more months because I'm waiting for like referrals, I'm waiting for all this stuff to kind of like get more work. Yeah. And I always tell like, look, you know, referrals are great, I love referrals, I think referrals are incredible because like what it does is like if you refer someone to me, like you've almost pre-sold it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like they're the best them, type of right? lead you can get, they're just inconsistent, yeah. they're, they're unpredictable. And you need a consistent flow of leads if you're gonna grow your company. Mm -hmm. That's step number one, Yeah. okay? That's step number one. Step number two is like, how the hell do I close these leads, right? So then you gotta learn sales. Mm -hmm. I look at all these people who do these funnels, like, and my dream is like, you know, I like Dan Henry, I love Dan Henry. Do you know who Dan Henry is? Yeah. And uh, you know, I love to have an automated webinar that I just run traffic to, it just gets me sales on demand. That's yeah. very difficult. You have to build up a, a, a huge follow-up um, sequence and you have to have a lot of remarketing campaigns and you have to use a lot of these different techniques in order to convert that, right? The easiest way to do it is to generate a lead and then if you get someone on the phone with you, like it's much easier to close people in that, in that way, right? Mm -hmm. So then you gotta get your sales process refined, right? And then you gotta be able to, um, you know, be able to fulfill it. And so then you gotta work on like efficiencies in your business to be able to do that fulfillment. So, you know, you always gotta work on those those different things. I see myself like bouncing back and forth, you know, trying to like mm -hmm. fine tune and optimize certain aspects of my business. Now, you know, here's the thing. We, we talked about how like people, they don't either, you know, if they're getting leads, they don't have the sales force in place. Do you do like sales coaching too to kind of help help them as well to like convert those leads? So I do a lot in terms of helping people maximize their leads, 
essentially I'm not a sales trainer, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to go in and tell them, you know, here's what you need to say to close the lead. But I have been doing this long enough that I know um, exactly what the follow-up process needs to look like, when it needs to happen, how you need to approach the initial call, especially because the initial call is really going to facilitate that next step. And if you mm -hmm. can't get to the next step, then, you know, you're really kind of SOL. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are different strategies that people can use to better sell their products and services, but there's only so much I can do on my end. So for example, um, some people might know I work with a lot of remodeling businesses. Uh, I work with other types of businesses too, but that's definitely a huge, you know, section for me. So essentially what happens a lot of times is this company may get a lead and the goal is to turn it into a consultation. So my job is to try and help them do everything possible to turn it into a consultation. Once you're on the consultation, there's not much I can do, but there are tips that I can give you. So one major issue that I've seen with people is that they go through the you know, estimate and bidding process. Number one, they don't discuss it with the client in person or even on the phone or on a Zoom call or whatever. They're like emailing it to them, never to be heard from again if they don't accept yeah. it. So number one, you have no idea why they didn't accept it. You weren't able to overcome any objections and ultimately like it could have been a sale that you could have closed. Secondly, they're giving them one single option. Essentially, in my opinion, for any type of service-based business or where there is variable, you need to give like a good, better, and best. You don't know their end budget. Some mm -hmm. people will share a budget with you. Some people are more hesitant, but essentially, you know, money can be found, you know, whether right. it's through financing, whether it's through, you know, uh, taking out a loan or putting it on a credit card. If somebody wants something bad enough, like there's okay. money out there to help them get that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes what they want is more important than the price they want to pay. So if you show them exactly what they're telling you they want, and this is the price, well, let's also show them a plan B. Like if that price is too high for you, here's another good option, but guess what? You're not gonna get everything that you got in that first mm -hmm. package. So now here it is on you to make a decision what's more important to you. Is it like ultimately like style and quality or is it the price? And you'd be surprised at how many people will end up choosing the higher price mm -hmm. because they want what they want. Mm -hmm. But if you give them one thing, you don't know if that's, number one, you don't know if that's actually exactly what they wanted after one meeting. And number two, you haven't given them any alternatives. So if it is outside of their price point, they're just gonna say, see ya. Mm -hmm. You know, giving them options allows the conversation to continue. And too many people don't do that. Um, I also see that people try and pre-qualify too hard on the phone, like before the consultation or even like the more um, lengthy call where they can go into more detail. And that's a big mistake because again, People don't necessarily trust you yet. They're not willing to share everything. And sometimes people can be sold more than they necessarily say they want. It may not sound like the perfect fit for you based on three or four questions, but if you actually dig to the heart of the problem and you can give them a solution, you're gonna be far more likely to sell them uh, anything that is a good fit for that. Because we call it in sales like finding their dominant buying motive. Yeah, like absolutely. Finding what their dominant buying motive is. People yeah. don't necessarily wanna buy a thing. They wanna buy a solution to a problem yeah. or they wanna buy something that's gonna you know, get them closer to their ultimate goals. So you have mm -hmm. to find out what those things are. And um, those are definitely really big problems I see. But you to dig to it, yeah. No, not everyone wants to take advice on those yeah. things. So, you know, we do what we can. And mm -hmm. obviously we try and present people with as many 
um, resources as possible, but at the end of the day, it's their business, not ours. So you have yeah. to want it more than I want it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I liked what you said too about how, uh, you know, people just said prices. Like, you should never do that. Like, if people don't see the value in your product, because you, if you're not going through like and doing a presentation with them and showing them that value, like a number is just arbitrary, right? Like, you know, you tell me like a course is $5,000, like damn, that's a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but like, man, I'm not paying $5,000, but then once I realize like what it can do to, you know, for me and how yeah. it can change my life, then, you know, you have to show me that value. And when you just shoot off a price, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what makes your product different than the competitors, right? Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta tell me that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's uh, a lot of really good information, man. Like, you guys should be paying us for this episode because, I'll it's, invoice you. It's so great. It's such, it's such a great. It's such great information. Um, you know, another thing that we're talking about too. It's like with when you're working with clients. Just and I get it, man. Like I'd love to, to, to wave a magic wand, and you know, I, I I look like someone like Chris Pratt or who's the guy who plays Thor. I love to look like that guy, right? <laughs> wave a magic wand that happens. You know, same thing with people in marketing. Like they expect you to kind of wave a magic wand um, and just. You know make their bank account bigger and mm -hmm. I get that you know like who doesn't want that um, but look you know anything in life just requires consistency and you know one of the things that Ryan Dice has always you know he's taught me is that uh, when you're marketing it's a lot like building human relationships exactly or it's, it's, yeah it's building human relationships and you know you can't expect to, to you know meet someone and uh, you know get married on the first date like that doesn't happen right like you gotta go like first I gotta identify who you are and I'm like, oh wow, wow, there she is, you know. And you know, I gotta go and talk to you, and then I gotta have an icebreaker, and I gotta invite you out to coffee, mm -hmm. and then you know, you date, and then you find out if you like each other, and you're gonna be a, you know, a good fit. Then you get married, right? But too many people are just trying to get that close on the first date. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of mistakes there. Can you tell us how how marketing follows that kind of um, human relationship kind of pattern? Yeah, I mean, I think that in e-commerce businesses, it exists, but I think it exists even stronger in local businesses because we actually are in a local community. You want to develop relationships with the people in your community. Whether they need you today or whether they need you a year from now, you wanna make sure that that connection is established. You also want the opportunity for referrals to come through those relationships. So I tell people all the time, someone doesn't have to work with you in order to refer you. You know, how many times, hopefully it's ha you know, happened to different people that maybe you have a conversation with someone or you help someone with a problem and someone asks for a recommendation on Facebook and they like tag you. They've never worked with you, but they've had a good experience with you. They've had a positive interaction with you and it allows them to feel confident referring you. Businesses need to take that into account where their marketing is concerned, especially their online marketing, because that's where there's actually a two-way communication line between you and the consumer, as opposed to direct mail or radio or TV. That is a one-way system. You can't hear the feedback on the other end. But with social media, you can. And that's one reason I love it so much is because we can actually take the feedback from these people and use it to better refine our marketing or answer the questions that they have. And when you take time to establish that education and awareness phase, the rest of the steps are gonna come so much easier and you're gonna see um, a more loyal following and you're gonna see more consistent leads coming in because they are your warm audience. You're not constantly trying to sell to cold traffic, which is more expensive and less predictable. Mm -hmm. Right, that's great info. 
Um, you touched on this earlier that you know people just don't buy products, right? They buy solutions to their problems, right? So that's something that you hear in marketing a lot. Um, you know, people don't buy products or services; they buy transformations. You know, they buy the end result. Mm -hmm. Analogy I like to use again: it goes back to my weight. <laughs> you know, people don't buy slim fast shakes; they buy, you know, they buy the fact that, or not the fact, but they buy the idea that if they drink that shake, that they will, you know, have this ideal body type that they mm -hmm. want. You know, this desired body type they want. You know, I look at, you know, how I am now. I'm overweight. I can't tie my shoes without sitting in a chair. You know, I can't play with my little kitties running around and, you know, getting into the trouble. I'm out of breath going up the stairs and, you know, no one likes me. I go to the bar and talk to a girl and she has no interest in me and, you know, because I'm overweight. And I get that, you know. But then I see, you know, God, well, who's the guy who plays Thor? What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. I see Chris Hemsworth. He's got the six pack. He's, he's going surfing. He's loving his life, you know. And I'm like, man, I want that, right? And so if you can position your product in a way that, you know, here's your before, Here's your after, this is your desired after, you know, and you can position your product so it is the vehicle that takes them from the before and after, you know, you're gonna get a lot better results. Can Absolutely. you explain to us like more about how you use that in your business and how you use that in your own marketing? Well, I think um, that all comes down to education and content. Mm -hmm. Content marketing is the core of building relationships with people. Like I said, you can't build a relationship with a TV commercial. You can't build a relationship with a direct mail piece. Um, putting out valuable, helpful information to people is ultimately what they want. They want someone to help guide them through the process, identify solutions to their problems, and every business has the opportunity to do that, but very few of them identify that they have that ability. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, well, my product or service is like kind of boring. People need it, but they don't really care about it. Well, people who are in the market for it, they care about it. Mm -hmm. You know, they truly do. And it doesn't always have to be um, a direct tie, but more often than not, there's going to be a lot of educational pieces that you can put out there that will attract the right type of person. Because if I am doing, um, if I have a video on what makes local marketing different than online marketing, like I am going to attract someone who cares about local marketing, essentially. Otherwise, they have no reason to watch this video. Same thing with any other business. I mean, you could be an HVAC company and you could talk about air quality and allergies and you know how to reduce allergies. That's not something that I have ever seen an HVAC company talk about. And mm -hmm. guess what? It's a huge reason why people get their air ducts cleaned, why people you know change their filters frequently. Like you have to talk about the root of the problem, not just, hey, here's my HVAC system and here's what it does, or here's me installing an HVAC system. While there is a place for that type of content, like behind the scenes, um, you know, raw and real, like that's awesome. But if you truly want people to see you as the solution provider that you are, you've got to solve their problems. You've got to identify like, the solution. I feel like a lot of people too, like sometimes there's a pain that I'm not, I'm not specifically aware of, right? So it's like, uh, you know, we're shooting this, uh, this episode of Disruptors on the Mevo, right? It was not in the market for a, an, an iPad, mm -hmm. right? And uh, now, you know, I got this Mevo and I'm like, damn, I need an iPad because I don't want to use my phone when I'm shooting this, you know, so we can cut the different angles yeah. and sort of things. So, like now I'm, in, now I'm in the market of iPad, even though I need an iPad, you know? But you got to find people's pain points. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can create that pain point. Um, I'll give you another example of that. Like I recently, uh, do you like Chick-fil-A? I do. I love Chick-fil-A. As you can tell, I love Chick-fil-A. But um, Popeyes, I love Popeyes as well. And Popeyes just recently came out with a new chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. 
And Heard all about I went there to Popeye's. Like, I didn't know they came up with the chicken sandwich because I don't watch cable TV. They need to be advertising on Facebook and social media. Mm -hmm. I guess that's how they got, you know, all this awareness. But um, the line was huge. It's like, why is this line so big? And everyone was like, man, you know, Popeye's came out with the new chicken sandwich. It's supposed to be, you know, 10 times better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. And I was like, man, I got to get, get this Popeye's, you know, chicken sandwich. I didn't even know I wanted it. You know, I think scarcity kind of drives oh, that as well. Social proof. That's what yeah. the line did Social for proof, you. yeah, did that for me. And then here's what happened, too. It's like, I didn't even want a chicken sandwich. Um, I just wanted some just plain old chicken. And the guy in front of me said, man, I've been here six days this week. And every time, I've been waiting 45 minutes in this damn line. Every time, like they sold out right when I was about to order. I was like, oh man, I gotta get a chicken sandwich. If I don't get one right now, yeah. you know, I'm gonna be upset. But you know, you gotta, you gotta find that pain point. You gotta use some type of, and I, I'll, I'll use like different analogies or I'll create like different scenarios in my sales process, like when I'm selling someone uh, something. You know, I'm like, look, this is the worst case scenario. Like, this could happen if you don't do this. Create that pain point, and you got to amplify it. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, then, you know, your solution um, becomes a lot more desirable <laughs> at that point. So that's awesome. I know, I know you do a lot of great stuff for uh, for small businesses, but you've really kind of made the decision to kind of niche down into home improvement. Can you tell us why you decided to make that decision? And um, what you've been able to do, because you, you just recently won a two comma award, right? Was yeah, that for I did. A, Was that just recently for? It was for a local business, for a home improvement business. A home business. improvement business. So, so essentially, I have been around home improvement and remodeling and real estate for mm -hmm. most of my life. Um, and then I was the marketing director for two different home improvement businesses okay. for about five years. Mm -hmm. So I just know the industry really well. I mean, I can have a very in-depth conversation with anybody in the industry, and I know exactly what they're talking about, and, and I can provide them, you know, very... Uh, tangible solutions um, utilizing examples of their actual business so that was kind of just a natural um, progression you know in marketing a lot of times people are always encouraging you to niche down essentially at this point I'm uh, kind of expanding back into more of um, just solutions for local businesses mm -hmm. and on the agency side you know having a niche definitely makes scaling easier um, but it also kind of limits your creativity sometimes, and mm -hmm. I like a challenge. Um, I like to be able to use new strategies that maybe I wouldn't use for that type of business, but that I still would like to test out uh, for other businesses. So, yeah, I mean, it's That's been awesome. great, but definitely like a little variety. I want to be able to help more people, mm -hmm. you know, at the end yeah. of the day. I always see, like, you know, people start off too, like trying to offer too many services, mm -hmm. and they kind of get a bottleneck. And I think, I think what happens, like, especially with us, because, you know, we had an ad agency, and we still do have an ad agency, but it's like, if you have multiple clients, you know, who are, like, completely different industries, like, I may be killing it for this client, and then all of a sudden, like, this client, like, just erupts and fires, and I can't get things to work, mm -hmm. and it's, like, taking up so much of my attention, and, like, I'm bouncing back and forth. You have three clients that are killing it, and you have three other clients that just, like, constantly on fire that mm -hmm. you got to, like, solve, and sometimes you can't fix it. Like, if the offer's yeah. not good enough, you just can't fix it. It's true. And... You know they're they're calling you they're upset and you're you're trying to scramble and fix that but like the thing is like if you if you specialize in one particular niche like if I I first of all I know your industry inside and out okay and then once I solve a problem for you it solves it for all my other clients in a lot of ways yes I yeah. will say that different markets and different specific services uh, definitely come into play and the same campaign that works for one client over here may not work the same way over there and um, I definitely know people who have niches that 
it does work like that. Like they have just a couple of campaigns. Um, I don't particularly find that in my industry. I mean, we do obviously have a core set of things that work well, and at least I always have like a plan B if something isn't going as well. Um, but I think people underestimate the impact of the businesses brand in itself like they were a business before you ever came along do people like them or do people not like them mm -hmm. you know were they doing any other type of advertising like is their name out there at all or are you literally starting from scratch um and then again just kind of like what's their market like is there a lot of competition for what they do are there really dominant players in their market that you're competing with like all of those things have to be taken into account and again, it's um, you know different for a lot of different industries, but I think people expect that something is, is going to work exactly the same way for every single business, and that's just not true. I mean, essentially, even if they work the same way on your end, the business is going to operate differently on the back end, and so right. actual results in terms of revenue is um, you know fairly unpredictable. Yeah, results may vary. We have five minutes till this is over. All right, well. Let me go through this. So many great questions, so much great information today. Um, maybe I'll ask one more question here. Let me see here. Sorry guys for this. Okay, look, we'll, we won't use the questions. Um, look, obviously having someone that can kind of guide you through the process is important. I think one of the greatest, one of the greatest things that you can do in, in, in just in your life is finding a, a great mentor, a mm -hmm. right mentor. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Who have been your mentors through, through this whole process? So, I mean, I've had various mentors that have helped me in different ways. Um, you know, Ryan Dice is somebody that I have learned from tremendously over the years just through his trainings. Um, I, when I got to speak a digital marketer and meet him and everything, that was like such an awesome experience for me because, you know, they really have played such a large part in my growth over the years as a marketer. Um, Molly Pittman is definitely somebody who is an amazing mentor and friend. Um, then I have two coaches currently who are both awesome. So James Smiley and Joel Kaplan, they both help me with different things. Um, and they're just really awesome business people with big hearts and a lot of knowledge. Uh, both have done the things that I hope to do, which I think is really essential in finding people that you want to learn from or that you want to have help you in some way. Um, I've always been kind of, you know, like I said, I kind of don't like using the word coaching and stuff sometimes because I feel like so many people, um, they just come out and, and say they're a coach for something, even mm -hmm. though they have not necessarily done what they're trying to teach. And while I don't think that that means you can't be successful in that, like I absolutely know you can be, I have never been one who has wanted to learn from anyone other than someone who has done the exact thing I want to do. So if I want to be a better marketer, I'm going to learn from Ryan and Molly. If I want to be a better agency owner, I want to learn from Joel. If I want to be a better teacher and trainer and coach, like I want to learn from James. Mm -hmm. I really, um, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't like to just learn theory. I like to learn very action-based, implementable ideas and steps. And someone who has never actually, you know, been in your specific business, worked with your specific niche, all of those things, uh, they go into, into play, you know, when you're trying to find someone to learn from. So um, there's been plenty of others, but honestly, the team at Digital Marketer has been awesome. And I've done uh, so many courses and certifications over the years, but essentially just learning things myself and 
taking the time to Google yeah. if I don't know how to do something and figuring it out and actually doing it, seeing how it works, testing it, and you know, continuing from there. I think that at the end of the day, we live in a world where you don't have to have a coach or a mentor or somebody like if you care enough about your own education and growth to like put in the work. Um, and not just like mentally learning it. I think the biggest problem for people is implementation. Mm -hmm. They learn a bunch of stuff and maybe it's great stuff, but they never put it into practice. Mm -hmm. And that is where having like a coach or a trainer, um, I think is, is extremely valuable because the accountability aspect um, and just the encouragement or someone to call you out on your shit. Like if you're not doing something the right way or if you do have these um, mental blocks that are getting in the way of you doing whatever it is you want to do next. It's a lot easier for a third party, like completely objective to see that, mm -hmm. uh, than it is to see about yourself or for friends and family to tell you. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many great people out there with so much knowledge to share. I would just probably encourage people to like not follow too many people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's another big challenges there is so much info out there there's so many like quote unquote gurus and all this you know just all this information but you can drown in information mm -hmm. like if you're following the advice of too many people um, you will not know what to do next right. so I encourage people to try and like just pick a handful of mm -hmm. people that you truly you love the way they teach you mm -hmm. love the information that they teach and you just kind of tune everyone else out um, which again is kind of why I think it's important to learn from the people who've actually proven they know how to do it because right. if you follow the wrong person then you know essentially you could be following bad information mm -hmm. and uh, I think kind of like the proof is in the pudding um, if someone's been able to accomplish something it means that they actually have the ability and mm -hmm. the steps to help you do the same thing. Right. So, you know, awesome. if you're looking for great marketing, look at someone who Who's has a track record yeah. of great marketing. Exactly. Um, if you're looking to be a better business owner, look at someone who is running a very um, successful, well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are going to be the people who are going to have the best tips for you, I would say. So keep your, your circle of people who you follow small and make sure they have a proven success record and make sure that myself and Allie are both on that list. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. We have to wrap up the show at some point, right? So if you want to find more information on Allie, Allie, where did it go? If they want to learn more about you and take some well, of your training. And I obviously am on social media, so you can follow me um, really on any platform like at Allie Bloyd Media. So um, Allie Bloyd or Allie Bloyd Media is really anything that um, you'd be able to just search for and, and yeah. find me very easily. Not a lot of other people with that name. Um, AllieBloydMedia.com is my website. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, just connect with me in any way. My website's got a lot of great freebies on it, um, cool trainings that you can take a part of, and um, yeah, just personal relationships are awesome, so reach out. Can I add you on MySpace? You still have that? No. No MySpace? All no. Right, well, I try and keep my social you know, <laughs> profiles few and far between. No MySpace. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode, guys. Thanks for watching. All right. Bye. Thanks.